Shields up, Ironbreakers. I'm here with another episode of Khan's Cast, and today we're going to be talking about Remnant 2. We have a DLC coming up on Tuesday, and with me is Ben Kirton, Principal Designer, if I remember your title correctly. Yep. How, how you doing, Ben? I'm doing all right. One, one, of, one of a few Principal Designers. I don't want them to get left out. We have, uh, I'm, I'm the one that kind of, you know, oversees uh, progression and archetypes and gear and balance and all that stuff and we got you know some really good principles for level design and boss design and stuff like that too so don't want to leave them out <laughs> but they're not here we're leaving them out so yeah so, uh, we, we don't want to leave them out but they're not here soon so but no, they are is. they are they are left out but yeah it is what it is so um I'm, I'm actually curious what have you been playing recently because we always talk about like all these games and i feel like you're one of the people that I know in the industry that you play way more games than me. Like, I wish I could play as many games as you do. Well, I definitely try to play everything I can, but this year is silly because it's, of the backlog. Yeah. And and I, I've been trying to catch up, and it just it's just not possible. So I was playing, uh, more recently, Talos Principle 2. I love Talos Principle. For people that don't know, it's a puzzle game. Uh you know, in, in the same vein as Portal, whereas Portal is portals, orange and blue, um, and a game like The Witness, if anybody's played that, which I also loved, is all about the little snake puzzles. Talos principle is about beams. So you have, I got to connect this power source to this receptacle, and there's a million ways to do it. There's beam splitters, there's reflectors, there's just crazy stuff. And I like it because there's no enemies, there's no stress. It's just me sitting there going, I don't think this is possible <laughs> and, then, and then trying to figure it out. Um, a nice yeah, chill out game. It, it is. Yeah. Cause nobody's after you, right. You don't have to worry about yeah. like the, the elite sound or the aberration sound, or I'm like, oh, I, I could just relax here. And then, the, and then the, then the dramatic part is, you know, you're sitting there and you're really thinking and you think I almost had this. I'm, and then the cat starts crying. You're like, I forgot what I was doing. Damn it. What was the, I had the solution in my head. Yeah, um, let me go. Let me go give her food real quick. The moment um, so you, I've been playing you get that. your eyes off of that, it's just like, oh, swish, it's gone. But sometimes it helps. I'll tell you, sometimes you, you and you I gotta, think this happens in a lot of cases, you, you take a break and yeah. you come back and you see it a different way and you're like, oh, that was easy. Why was I stuck? Because I was looking at a puzzle the other day for like 45 minutes, an hour, and I was trying different things and I came really close to, to just to solving it in general. And then I thought, oh, man, I have no idea. And then we went somewhere. We went to get food and then I sat down and I was like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Because you easy, think yeah. about different ways, yeah. It's, so I've been playing that. Oh, good. It's it's kind of like uh, Souls bosses in a way, where sometimes if you just take a break and then you come back like a couple of hours later, it's like, oh, this, this is so simple. Like you just tilt, you get to a point where you get tilted. But uh, keep going. Well, so I played that. I played. Uh, well, I am playing that. I basically at the end, I have like all the main puzzles done. There's like a hundred puzzles, and now I'm doing the the gold mode one, gold mode ones, which are really hard. Um, and then I played. I got Risk of Rain's return, Risk of Rain Returns, but I haven't like really gone hardcore into that yet. But I love Risk of Rain. But before that, I played Alan Wake too, so I had to finish that uh, because I love Alan Wake. Alan Wake One came out of nowhere for me, and I was like, "Well, what is this?" And I just loved it. And then Two is like Two is is probably on the top of my list for my favorite game this year. Damn, there's a lot of good games. A lot of good games. There's yeah. Like, there's there's like 20 games, 15 or 20 games where I'm like, in any other year, any of these could probably win game of the year, right? Because yeah, there's some in, years, and, and it depends on the outlet, of course, as well. But I mean, I know a lot of people use VGAs as the, as the big one now. But like I look at other years and I go, well, there's only really one 
winner. Like in the year Sekiro won, there were some good games, but I'm kind of like, you could see that one winning, right? But then yeah. there was the last year, or no, two years ago, God of War slash Elden Ring. And Elden Ring, everybody was like, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win. And then God of War like kind of snuck in at the end because there's also recency bias. And that's I suffer from that too, right? Where you're like, well, maybe God of War is going to win, right? And then, of course, but it was cl- it was at least a discussion, and you know, yeah. All right, the cat's crying. That's um, fine. And then um, she every time I get on the on the mic, she'll start to cry. Like, pay attention to me. <laughs> One of our cats. We got three cats. So I played Alan Wake, um, and like I said, every game that I played this year, I suffer from recency bias, where I'm like, okay, this is definitely gonna win. Because I played Tears of the Kingdom, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely this gonna is definitely win. gonna like, win. Yeah, I, I felt it's, the it's same easy. Way. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even close. And then. You know, there's a bunch of games in between, and then Baldur's Gate, and Baldur's I was playing Gate. Baldur's Gate. Yep. It had it had the hype, right? It had the, and I'm not saying it had the hype, and it's not deserved of it. I'm saying it just had this monster, like, you know, oh, it's a, kind of a small studio, only about 400 people, which is which is for us that's big, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, comparing to an Ubi or an EA or something like that, it's not that many people. And they just made a crazy good game. Right, lots of crazy content you could play for a thousand hours, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, people are gonna be, you know, they already Breath of the Wild already won Game of the Year, so why would they give Breath of the Wild two? You know, it, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like you, it's you're justifying. It's it's yeah. definitely a rough year, which is. Uh, but then it just got ridiculous because I also played Jedi Survivor, and I know for some people that's huge on their list because they love Star Wars, they love Souls, they love right. There's, uh, I definitely played and finished that. There was, um, I mean, there's just too many games. It's, what else it's, it's hard to remember. Like Armored even, Corp. even recently I did a video where I was talking about like Fine. some of the, the games that I, that I covered this year. And as, as I was just like rattling off, I didn't take any notes or anything. It's like, I just didn't even mention Armored Core 6 and Baldur's Gate. And it's like, <laughs> cause just so much, so much variety that we had this year that I well, still think it's an amazing year. It was because this year wasn't this year also Dead Space remake yeah, and Dead Resident Space Evil remake. Four remake and I yeah. and I know some people don't consider them as um, uh, worthy to Game of the Years because they're remakes but I mean sometimes the remakes are just insane there was like um, what else was there there was obviously Armored Core I, like we talked about that li- the last Core. time I played that yeah. almost three and a half times or two and a half times I can't remember Lies of P which is a big one for some people. Uh, Lords of the uh, Fallen that came out. Lords of the Fallen. Well. I played that almost four times. You only said <laughs> I played it two times in your last video with Rur. Did I? I mean with uh, Ratatasker. But yeah, you're like he's played it twice. I'm like, hey buddy, I played it three and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Get it right, baby. Um, but uh, you know, there's other games that people forget about. There's Cocoon. There's uh, I haven't even played that. Uh, Phantom Liberty, which I loaded up, going, I cannot wait for the to play this because Jesus. I played Phantom Liberty. I played. I played the first. Uh, Cyberpunk, the first Cyberpunk. I played Cyberpunk the day it came out. The moment it came out, I finished it that weekend. And I was like, this is cool. I wish it was what I had hoped it would be, right? And now it is what I hoped it would be. So now I'm like, okay, I got to sit down and dedicate a lot of time to this. Because I actually loaded up the game and deleted all my saves. I don't even remember what I had. I just deleted all my saves. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going to play this. And I'm like, oh, I got sidetracked by all these other games. And then... My friend's like, it's got the best storytelling ever. I lo- I'm like, I love the world, right? I have a slightly better PC this time, so I'm like, oh, I got to put 100 hours aside for this. <laughs> it's, but what it's else? Been a, 
It's it's been a crazy year. It, it's basically Street been a fighter. crazy year. Yes, yeah, I, I, I I'm a really huge fighting game fan. I, I don't. Do I'm a fighters. huge fighting game fan. So like I run, I I I don't run it. I own Dustloop, which is the biggest uh, anime style fighting website. Right, it's like a wiki. I don't. I, I just own it. I started it, but the other other guys run it now. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but I was huge into the fighting game community. Um, also, Mortal Kombat came out, which just won co-op game of the year. I could have Jesus picked something Christ. else, but I'm just saying <laughs> I, uh, for the iron for for the for the golden joysticks, I would have picked something else. Not, wait, wait, not wait. This did, did I hear that wrong? You said co-op game of the year, M- multiplayer game of the year. Okay, multiplayer game of for the a second, year. I said I thought game. you said co-op game of the year, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, fighting uh, multiplayer, which I thought there was a fighting game category. And I could totally see them winning or Street Fighter or some of the other ones. I haven't even seen the Golden Joysticks this year yet because I've just been like super swamped and I've been kind of <laughs> trying to take it a little bit easier because I can yep. I can barely think just because with all of the streaming and videos that I've done, I've gotten to a point where it takes me like 70 to 80 takes to start a video. Like it's it's insane because my yeah, head shields is just up Iron Breaker. I don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly like, I'll, I'll like, like shields up Iron Breakers, and then what was I talking about? All yeah, right, what was I talking? What's the name of this well, game? <laughs> what What's crazy is that uh, while because I've had this discussion with a couple other people about like, hey, what are the good games this year? And I'm like, we've already listed ten or however many. But we haven't talked about Super Mario Wonder. Is it Wonder 2 or is it just Wonder? No, it's just that, Super Mario that Wonder. Is, it's that game is yeah. crazy, right? Liza P, a lot of people enjoy that. Um, we haven't Dave even mentioned Divers. Spider-Man 2, which has like some of the best just reversal ever invented. It's so yeah, good. It just came out, right? Like a yeah. couple weeks ago. Um, it's uh, it's insane. Then, like and I said, the indie games are there's crazy ones there. Ghost Runner. And then, oh, oh, don't forget, we, we literally missed one of the biggest games of the year, Starfield right in terms of money generated right like you just we, we just named like 20 games or 15 games we're like these are all really like pretty good games like over like like people are eating you know big time this year and then we're like oh yeah 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 starfield also came out this yeah year, right? starfield so, also came out hogwarts yeah. legacy one of, the, one of the biggest money generating games of the year interestingly enough starfield is my favorite bethesda game i never got into bethesda games and starfield was like the first one that i was like you know what i can get into this it's not a perfect game it's got some problems but still i thought it was pretty good i i 100 it so uh, damn it was it was one of those games where i thought um like i I played Skyrim. I, pl- I mean, I played all of them. I played Morrowind. I played, what is it? Shadow, Daggerfall? Shadowfall? Daggerfall. Daggerfall. It's Daggerfall. I don't even remember the, the name one. anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, wait, was that the first one or the second? What was the second one? No, actually, Daggerfall might have been the second one. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, then, I'm not too, Morrowind. too big into Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah. Then Oblivion. <laughs> Me neither, to be honest. But I play. I mean, I still have fond memories playing uh, Oblivion because it was like one of the only games for the Xbox 360 at the time. I remember I the hell out of it. I remember playing Morrowind on my PC like God knows how many years ago yep. and killing an NPC in the game telling me, well... This NPC was pretty important. I mean, you can yep, keep playing, but your quest yeah, might luck. be broken. <laughs> it, it, as opposed to Souls, where Souls will just be like, well, all right, well, uh, uh, kill hey. them, cool. Have fun. <laughs> Sounds fun. You're like, wait, what do you mean I can't upgrade my weapons anymore? Well, you, you killed a guy. <laughs> you you um, do you. That's your problem now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've played all of them. I You know, obviously Fallout people, there's a lot of fans of Fallout. For me, Starfield was like, I was excited for it because I like space stuff, you know, yeah. why, like, why not? Um, I love RPGs. And I, it's one of those games that I started and it felt 
it's it felt like it started a little slow for me, which I understand when people say like Remnant starts slow for them as well. They're like, oh, I just want to get in and start shooting stuff in the face because they don't want to do the tutorial and meet all the yeah. players. They just want, I got a gun. Can I just shoot dragons in the face and stuff? Totally get that. Totally understand that. And that's how I felt on Starfield where I was like, oh man, this is a take See, a minute. And then, and then right when it started, I was like, okay, I get it. I mean, the, the thing about Starfield <clears throat> is that I did not like the main quest. I didn't gotcha. think it was particularly gotcha. interesting, but the side quests, like the faction quests, I thought those were amazing. Well, we get that comparison too, right? Like there's a lot of, like I, again, I saw uh, right a video. video he's, yeah. like, he's like, he, he doesn't pull any punches. He's like, I, I hate the story with every fiber, every fiber of my, I almost threw my PC out the window. The story was so, no, he didn't say it like that, but that's what it felt like. And then he's like, he's like, but the side stories were excellent. And I'm like, geez. He's like, there's I mean, gotta be a middle ground there. No, but I know what he's saying. I yeah. Know what he's saying. It's, it's, it's like different, uh, different tastes. I, I'm not, of course, I'm not like super in the same opinion there, but it's like I do also enjoy the the world stories more than the the main one, so to speak. But I think that also has yeah. to do with uh, at the end of it, uh, unless you've played previous Remnant games, at the end of it, you're still like, what the hell just happened? Did we re... Actually, I'm not even going to say yeah. I was going to say something and I was like, well, no, wait, well, some people might have not finished the game. Let's not <laughs> talk about Well, Remnant that. is very like, yeah, it's, it's the, the side stories... I, I think the reason that Dave, the CEO slash creative director, and the Quest team did it like that is because there's just so much additional detail that you can self-contain that you can get when you self-contain a story within an area. Where you're yeah. like, this is the story of, you know, Lossum or Losum. This is the story of Yasha, and then you're like, okay, what's going on? These stories intertwine with these stories, and the overall overarching story is uh, some bad stuff is happening. You need to get to the bottom. You know what I mean? It's like not as in depth because these other stories are self-contained. Yeah. So it's just a different delivery method. And I totally understand uh, people that that um, kind of want them all to be woven together. That's that's totally understandable. Um, but this but does. Like, I got the same thing with Starfield, right? Where but the first faction quest I did was the Frontiers, and that's not really related to anything. It's just like, yeah, you know, you you, you go do the thing and you get your ship, and you're like, dude, that was awesome. You know, you save the guy in the bank or whatever it was, and you're like, oh, this is cool. And then you go back to the main story, which is, hey, what's happening? Right? That's kind of what's going Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the main story just didn't resonate with me at all. But, like, uh, the, the reunion of being just, like, corpo scum, I was like, yes, yep, I'm, yep. I'm, all, I'm all here for it. Let's go be exactly. corpo scum. Super that fun. That was awesome, and, yeah. And what's even what, – and the thing that I really liked about that, and that had a little bit of, of – and this is not to spark a debate between Cyberpunk and, and Starfield – but it had that feeling of like you do this whole, you're doing this story that's kind of like self-contained and it, you know what i mean and it's like yeah. and i don't mean corpus scum slash you know cyberpunk comparison i'm just saying like there are these self-contained stories which are really detailed and really involved and you're like man there's a lot here and then you get back to the main story and you're like uh i guess i got to figure out what's going on in the universe you know what i mean <laughs> which is it's a big question, but it's not as detailed with all of these characters. And here's the manager, and she's plotting against this person, and this person is doing this. And we need you to assassinate this person, or maybe don't assassinate this person, and instead get the data and don't get see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just so involved, which is really cool. It is cool. So, so I wanted to ask you specifically about. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you deal with uh, engine stuff and whatnot, 
But like just my experience this year with say Unreal Engine, I wanted to ask you since you're in the industry, like what's been your experience working with it? Do you feel like it's a phenomenal tool? Because I'm talking specifically because of some of the performance issues that we've experienced mm -hmm. this year. Like mm -hmm. you look at Jedi Survivor, which clearly had some serious problems. You look at like Lords of the Fallen, I would say they've also experienced some performance issues and even Remnant 2 to some extent and its launch also had some performance issues. Like, I'm just wondering, because the one common thread around all of those is the Unreal Engine, and it just seems like stuff is a, has been a little bit rough when it comes to that this year. Well, it also depends what version they're on, in a way. Like, Because I thought Jedi Survivor was on Jedi four, Survivor, I think, is four. Yeah, and because we were one of the first I'm not, fives outside I'm not of, sure if, if Lies of P is also four or five. I think Lies of P might also be four. It's probably, it's probably four, because... Yeah. I believe the big games at the time were obviously Fortnite. There was us. We were like one of the first three or yeah. five Unreal Five games, but we we developed it on four, and then over time, you know, eventually you migrated to five. five. Yeah, when five became available, um, it. Well, uh, here's the thing. By itself, just looking at it from the outside, tool wise, it's an incredible tool for making games. Right? It, there's so many things involved in making a game, making a character move, making objectives making everything that blueprint helps mm -hmm. tremendously with and there's it's visual scripting that's another stuff like unity and some other things like that um on the tech side that's the part where i don't get involved in but i know there are some crazy uh uh things that it lets you do like you know nanite and all these other things however i think when you move into the newest tech there's always going to be some hurdles Right. And it's I, I don't know if it's the same hurdles that other people have with with, you know, Survivor. I remember you, you had mentioned that one um, because there's certain things that are not in Unreal 4 that are in Unreal 5 that cause other challenges. Right. And these are just things that people need to figure out over time. Um, but, yeah, this was a huge year for performance. Like it's on the everybody's minds uh, because there were so many uh, games that, you know, had their little. There's little Twitter post that was like, hey, we're working. You're <laughs> like, PNG. another one. Another one. You're like, damn. Um, but I say the I say the benefits outweigh the the cons because the cons are something that over time you can you can learn to to I don't want to say fix because yes, you do want to fix them, but I but like you you learn how things work, right? It's it's kind of like Let's say you had a car. This is a bad analogy, but say let's say you had a car and the car had an accelerator and a brake and a steering wheel, and that's all it had. And then somebody gave you the most modern, craziest car of all time. You would probably have some performance issues because yeah. there's so many crazy things. You're like, I don't know how this works, you know. And in some aspects, that bring, begs the question of like, oh, is is was, is it too soon to move to this? Is it just something you need more time to understand? Uh, but in the grand scheme of things you still have this thing that has this it has tremendous has potential crazy, yeah. crazy power right it's it's really 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 i mean they're using it for tv shows now in movies like it's not it's not like it's self-contained only to games right like all of mandalorian was made in unreal right which is crazy right so um i definitely see it as a as a super powerful tool it's ubiquitous at this point because now you can have unreal experience well you could have had this with unreal three and four and get jobs solely being good at unreal right 
um, as opposed to other scripting languages and things like that, Python and Lua and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, that that's another concern that I have because it's getting more and more used, and I'm just like, I'm hoping that more games that use it in the future don't have as rocky launches because, you know, people start becoming a little bit suspicious of the tech yep. as, you know, as you start having problems with. Another thing that I'm well, that I'm yeah. curious, go ahead. No, I was going to say Lords also used it, right? So Lords yeah. also used Unreal and, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, how would I say this? And this isn't about Lords. I think it's about Unreal in general. I think you have so much power and you, like I said, you have to learn to harness it. And I think what happens is you may get into a place where you're like, oh, you can now push millions and millions and millions of more polys, right? And so let's try to put millions and millions of more polys in. But like, if you were to make a side-scrolling game like Shadow Complex on Unreal 5, it's very unlikely you're going to have performance issues. So yeah. there's also an element of what are we trying to do and how far we're going to push this, right? Because if you look at Sony... Uh, Santa Monica, they've been using the same engine for a long time. Uh, they can get engine. a lot out of it. Yeah. Yeah, right? And they can get a lot out. Just like the, what's the one that uh, uh, Kojima borrowed uh, it as well for that training? From Gorilla, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? It's the Decima they, engine, yeah. They've been just going hardcore on that, and man, they push a lot out on that, and they're, because they know every little tidbit and every little everything, but it's also, it seems a lot more made, customized for what they're doing, right? So, Something like a reel, which can do everything, you have to. I think it just takes time to really get those. Things See, th built. this is this is another one of the things that I wanted to, to ask, and it kind of like goes into what you're saying of people just like getting used to the tools and all of this stuff. And I hope that people don't take this as in like, oh, they're going to start throwing shades. Like this is just a discussion that I'm having. I don't want to. Sure, sure, I don't sure. want it to to feel like we're throwing shade anywhere. It's just a, a normal <laughs> discussion, but. Like I feel in in certain aspects, like both in Remnant Two as well as Lords of the Sh of the Fallen, which is uh, both games, what they have in common is Unreal Engine Five. I feel like the art the artistic teams might have pushed a little bit too many particle effects, and I'm curious what is your take on that? Because like for instance, when you're going through Lords of the Fallen and some of the uh, snowy areas and whatnot, if you go to Umbral in there. It just, you just mm -hmm. start seeing like tons and tons of particles everywhere and, and oh, snowy yeah, gotcha. and, and, and particularly if you're on I mean I'm assuming you played it on PC but in my case I was playing on PlayStation 5 you know the the dynamic resolution starts kicking in and it's just like trails of everything and it just gets too much noise on screen you know well I mean that happens to me I mean it, it, I'll give you another bit of insight I was playing as I said Talos Principle 2 Talos Principle 2, I believe, is also in Unreal 5. And there's cases where I've run into that, where I've run into like particles or reflections or whatever, and, 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 it, and it feels, I don't want to say busy, but it feels like, did this game need this, these crazy exactly. effects? Because it's a puzzle game, right? Like, I see what you're saying, right? Uh, now, it is, it is, I'll be honest, it's, to me, it's kind of like playing uh, Zelda. You know, Tears of the Kingdom, where I'm playing it on a on a on a you know the Switch, and I'm like, I don't like that it's 30 frames a second, or sometimes it's 27 frames a second. But then after yeah. a while, I just forget about it. I just I forget. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think when you're looking at it with a critical eye, and you're going, "What's the performance of Remnant or Talos or Lords or any of these games?" You're going to be like, "Oh, there's performance issues." But when you're playing on a Switch, 
and you're like, oh, I expect it to be yeah. reduced, not reduced performance, but performance equivalent to what the machine is. You kind of, you're okay with it. And that's not giving anybody an excuse. I'm just saying like, as long as the game is playable, I think people forgive it. But like when you start pushing big graphics, people start comparing graphics and then they start comparing performance. And it's like this self like eating snake where you're like, oh, I got to have the best graphics. Oh, I have slightly worse performance. I got to have better graph. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but have you been um, like, in because you've played like, I don't know, thousands of hours of remnant two at this point, have you ever been in a situation where it felt like screens a little bit too busy in this scenario, for instance, I would say the cases where I see that are probably when there are aberrations that have the crazy effects where I'm like doing some stuff (laughs) and then like, Oh, cube. And then this other thing. However, in that case, and I don't want to be come across as just justifying what we do, but I'm like, that is one of those cases where you came across a random combination of BS. And you're like, well, that's the BS you have this time. Because next time you might get something where it's like, oh, the guy's hardy and he's got thick skin. And that's all. And, that's and, and, and there's nothing you know I mean? else. Yeah, yeah. There's, you're just like, oh, it's fine. But I've been playing. You'll see in the DLC, there's an area where there's a scripted aberration. And... I've had that guy spawn with like cube and some other like teleporters. I can't remember what he had, but the guy also is shooting stuff off his back. And I'm like, uh, there's a lot going on right now, but the next time you come through, he won't have that. So it's like, it's like Diablo, like in Diablo three, when it first came out, we were doing the riffs. I think riffs came later, but when, whatever you would get, you would get those mobs that had like, uh, thorns, but then melee, you know, you can only deal damage with them with with melee or something like that. And they yeah. have an AOE or and you're like, well, this seems fair. You know, it's like so in, in Diablo 2, the ones that I remember that were the pretty much like you're done combinations was mm-hmm. uh, I think they've patched this eventually, but it was the lightning enchanted and multiple mm. shot. Oh, <laughs> okay. they would pull out, they would pull out like those caterpillars of lightning basically and like one of those even slightly nudged your character you're dead <laughs> like instantly. Yeah. i think they it's, patched it later but yeah it was it's insane. funny because in some of the this is a, this is a different conversation but it's related is that when you have stuff like that it becomes part of the the lore of the game in a way you're like remember yeah. day one remnant remember day one diablo 3 remember what or day one lords Right, because I know they're doing a lot of stuff in Lords. I've talked to those guys a little bit where they're where they're like, and we've seen their their roadmap and stuff, and they're cleaning up this and they're adjusting this, and they're and you're like, yeah, but I played it back when it was ruthless. You know what I mean? Like it was it was hot. like the people that beat Liza P before they adjusted some of the difficulties. Oh of, yeah, of, I I beat right? the I beat the 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 guy before the the very last fight. I beat him twice before the nerf, and I was like, oh, I hate this. Thing. The uh, the uh, uh, Manus or whatever. Yeah, Manus. I beat him yeah, yeah. twice before the nerf. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like that becomes part of its lore. And, I, and I'm not saying it justifies it being bad or good or whatever, but it is funny where you're like, oh, remember when we used to do riffs in D3 and you used to get the lightning into this and that? And you're like, oh, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was BS, it was still like kind of fun so, in its own way. So On the topic of aberrations, you guys recently also had a um, – you you almost themed it around as a Halloween event, but you basically just yeah. added like the special aberrations into the game, which then became 
an evergreen system, which I thought was really cool because it's a neat way to do like, hey, there's this uh, temporary event, but this just stays in the game forever. So that it's not really like a FOMO thing where people are like, oh, no, I got to log in during Halloween to do this thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious if you feel like the spawn rate of those is in a good place right now. Well, it's already being adjusted. Like we've gotten some feedback from players. Um, I think uh, so. The aberration event was very much meant to be like, hey, look what happens when the world gets overrun with aberrations. But it wasn't yeah. really like the world getting overrun. It was really only the the high intensity tiles, like tiles that would spawn lots of enemies, which are usually in the middle of biomes because they ramp up and then ramp down and then ramp up and then ramp down. Um, so what happened is as we were tuning those for the non-event, we, we thought, well, we don't want to make it so they spawn too much on Survivor or too much on Veteran. So if you're playing the game and you're already struggling, because most players are uh, find the game challenging, right? Yeah. You got to use the right words there because I don't want to say they're bad. I'm just like the <laughs> average player. The average player finds Remnant challenging. Like we have a lot I mean, of people. I find Remnant challenging. That, we're we're going to be talking yeah. about that soon, but yeah. <laughs> even even on the even on the on the on the base difficulty, it's a challenging game. It's meant to be challenging. And so imagine us saying, okay, well, now when you get to a high intensity tile, which was already challenging for you, now there's an aberration that spawns cube, that spawns, <laughs> you know, all this BS. And it's like, okay, well, let's, let's do it on the air on the side of caution and have a little bit of a leeway there. And then, so we made it really small. It's like 5% chance. And we thought, you know, we got the feedback and we're like, okay, that's a little weak. Let's, we're going to double them. So it'll be only 10% on survivor, but that's still enough. Because now when you play on uh, Veteran, it'll be 20%, which is noticeable. And Veteran isn't that much harder. And then when you play on Nightmare, it'll be 35% instead of, I think, 15%. And when, then on Apocalypse, it'll be 50%. When when did those go into go into to the game, those adjusted spawn rates? That'll be for the DLC patch. It's oh, okay, patch, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, so we have the new, the new uh, values coming in soon. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the response is there. Like there will be some people that say it's a little too hard on survivor now. Right. Or veteran is a little bit too hard because they, because they show up too often. Now, 20% of the time, I don't, I don't feel like they, they would show up that like, what was, I what was the don't. nightmare spawn rate? Cause I think at the time I was most 15%. It was, it was low. 15%. Yeah. That, that, now that, it'll that be was 35%. very low. Yeah. Yeah. But now it'll even, be 35. So apocalypse was 20 then. That was basically what I was. It was at. It, Apocalypse was twenty five because it's Apocalypse. Now it'll be fifty. So good luck. Okay, yeah. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I want that because like I've only been able to get one weapon, and apparently that one weapon is. People keep telling me it's bugged because it's scaling off of mod damage instead of weapon damage. Uh, oh, you're talking about Meridian. Uh, Meridian. Yeah, yeah. So Meridian, that's 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 a bug that I should be fixed in this patch, um, which is funny because I wouldn't say it's a bug more so that it was scripted without knowing that it should be doing explosion or not mod damage. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. specifically something that's not supposed to be happening. It's something that wasn't designed. So you can look at it and you're like unintentional, but not technically a bug. Um, but we're going we're gonna to fix that to make sure it's doing the right explosion damage and it's scaling with the right things. Um, we've buffed Merciless, which was the one that people were like, ah, oh, it's the weakest one. Well, that's buffed. Um, Wait, people are saying merciless is weak. Corrupted, corrupted merciless. Corrupted oh, merciless. okay, corrupted. I was like, I, corrupted I merciless. Yeah, corrupted merciless. So primary merciless um, 
is you know hold the trigger down and then it'll start to bleed yeah. because the little the the reticle yeah, I've I've punches. only I've only recently noticed that that reticle is like a vampire's mouth actually it's like a, it's, it's like clenches. a wolf's mouth yeah he goes, yeah, it's, he like, goes it's, it's really basic it's really abstract but yeah once it's once it's clenched it does bleed um and it's just an auto rifle pretty much but it's flechettes it's projectile so it's yeah. not hit scan and some people like it some people don't some people they're like it's my favorite weapon and other people like I I don't like it um the new Merciless is a three-shot rifle. It's like a three-shot marksman rifle. And if you get three, all three shots of the magazine as a weak spot, it instantly reloads itself. So instead of the slow reload, he kind of goes click, and it just reloads. So you can keep shooting. So oh. in Final Boss or things with, you know, it's really good. But it didn't have bleed. And we've changed it so the mod will now apply bleed. All mod shots will apply bleed. We've increased the fire rate. We adjusted the reload. And we'll see. We're, we we try not to do crazy balance tuning, but that one definitely needed a little bit of love, and that was the one that was considered the weaker yeah, of the, the bunch. The, the weaker of the, the new corrupted weapons. Yep. Yeah, but it's like, yep. I, I the main reason I'm asking for aberrations is because like, I want to test out the other weapons and all I got was corrupted meridian because I like explosions, oh, yeah. and that was it. Yep. <laughs> I haven't well, been able to farm to, anything to, else. This will teach you to always play during the events. All one of our events. Yeah, see, I I, is, is I wanted to, us. but I wasn't able to. That weekend I was no, totally super busy, so it was really well, hard. And and another reason we, well, there's two parts of this. We this is that was an experiment for us, right? Yeah. We never really done like events, and we thought, well, will this be fun? Will this be interesting? Will players like it? It actually, players did seem to like it. Our 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 Steam last thirty day score went up like two points, and yeah. it could be related to fixing bugs it could be more people getting into the game just enjoying the game right uh typically we find hey, i've been doing my part <laughs> no we appreciate you and and you and a ratatasker uh, uh uh i always call out ratatasker or i've been calling him out because it's funny like we'll read uh, you see his review and he's like like overall his general opinion is very high on it it seems but like he'll start with the most negative things he's yeah. like okay <laughs> I want to talk about this game, which has the most annoying thing of all time, and I hate it more than anything. I love this game; it was cool. You know what I mean? You're like, damn it! Um, but no, I really, I really liked his review. Um, uh, but yeah, like it was an experiment for us. Like, do people like this kind of thing? Um, would they like to see that more in the future? Because it was just a free update. It was just. Yeah. It didn't cost anything. You I didn't think, have to buy anything. It was just whatever. I think the important thing when it comes to those events is ensuring that, you know, at, kind of the same way that you did this one, where in like, okay, here's the aberrations. It's going to go crazy. It's going to be crazy numbers. They're going to be popping up all over the place. And mm -hmm. then when we actually make it an evergreen system, it's going to be less frequency, but the system is still yeah. there. So if you miss yeah, out yeah. like I did, because I wasn't able to jump in that weekend, it's like you can still get the stuff later. I think well, that's the most important thing. Well, that's the second part of what I was saying is we found that people missed it. They're like, I, you know what? I it just the world felt more interesting with random guys popping up even more. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, well, we don't want to we don't want to make we don't want to punish people playing on the on the base difficulties. But at the same time, we added something fun and people really seem to like it. So what's so we'll double all the numbers and in some case a little bit higher, especially on Nightmare. And let's see the feedback from that. And then maybe we look into stuff in the future because we've talked about additional things that we want to do, perhaps a mode or whatever. We're like, well, what if people could control that? Like what if they had a modifier, for example, and they could say always on aberrations they could get the domination yeah. and it, like like a like a hades heat modifier or something like that right where you're like 
domination and it, you always get to be like, whoa, that's, you know. Reminds me a little bit of like uh, Grave Lording in Dark Souls. You remember Grave Lording? What? I'm trying to remember that. What? Every time yeah, I hear Grave Lord, I just hear Nito, but what am I Yeah, missing? exactly. It's, it, it was a crazy covenant mechanic that they had wherein oh. another player would invade you, but instead of you being invaded, it would be like red uh, enemies would spawn. They were actually red okay, as well, okay, and okay, they were way okay. more powerful than the other enemies. Gotcha. And if they killed gotcha. you, it would count as his invasion was successful. Well, that's like, okay, so that's like in Elden Ring, right? Where you, well, it's like any of the Souls games yeah, where yeah. you'll like be walking along and a red, a red guy will show up and you'll be like, hey, yeah, except, except Mildred it wasn't the player. It, it was yeah, just like yeah, yeah. random mobs yeah. that they would put in there. But yeah, that, that's kind of like yeah. the, the vibe that I got from it. It's kind of like Grave yeah. Wing, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I, I like the idea of being able to adjust the, the spawn of it. I think that's cool. But, but I think that would be something that would be really cool, mostly in adventure mode, because I think you should keep the campaign mode. I mean, again, it's just like armchair developer over here is like, I think, no, I know uh, you know. <laughs> no. Well, I, I, the, 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 only, the only drawback to that is that means that they could no longer spawn in, we couldn't have them spawn in Labyrinth and we couldn't have them spawn in Earth. Oh, right? they because, can spawn in Labyrinth now? Well, I'm just saying like if we ever wanted them to because oh yeah, you can't do that in Adventure. So I'm just saying as an option, if we're like, oh, let's, Maybe we should have some more aberrations in lab. Maybe we should make Earth. And it's like, but you can't play Earth in adventure mode. So it's just something to think about. It doesn't really affect anything right now. But if we were to do it, we're like, oh, that maybe we could make it in adventure mode. But again, it might be nice as like a checkbox where you're like, oh, I want aberration domination. Yeah, aberration domination. My losom. I want my, <laughs> or whatever it is, right? So, And it just makes uh, farming a little bit more targetable, which is also good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like we, we, we have no problem with people... Um, I mean, the, there's there's tons of ways to get money, but yeah, we have no problem with people farming. We we just don't want some things to be like the only way to do yeah. things. Like, hey, if you go here and you kill this guy and then reset and kill this guy, kill it. It's like, are are you are you taking the fun out of the game for yourself because you found that this is the most efficient way to do things? Like, I'm a grinder. I love grinding things. So for me, if I find a thing like that, I'm okay because I chose to do it. But sometimes people feel compelled to do it. Like I yeah. have to do this or I'm never going to get Meridian. I'm never going to get whatever. And you're like, okay, well, can we lessen that a little bit? So. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I like that, you yeah. know, you don't make it mandatory. That's a good thing. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about the, um, specifically in, in regards to like, say, Remnant from, from the Ashes, the DLC mm -hmm. philosophy that you're going with this time because it appears to be significantly different. Now, I don't remember all of the DLCs from uh, the original Remnant, but... I remember that I think the first one that came out was not as meaningful. And then the one that came out afterwards, like subject, whatever, that one was way 29, more. 23. Yeah. Well, there was, there was the free one, which was Leto's lab. And it came with just a couple of things, fixes, balance. And that was yeah. just Leto's lab came with another boss. It's like a little story. That was an experiment. Then there was swamps of courses, which fleshed out the swamps, added more uh, bosses, a yeah. couple of bosses, and then of course the uh, Cessna, 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 the uh, Queen, which a lot of people think is still a top three boss in all of Remnant, super hard. Um, and then the Subject Twenty Nine Twenty Three was an entire biome, right? Which yeah. was had four bosses, had a world, had two world, two world bosses. I can't remember, but and it, yeah, it was all, it was like a whole add on. It it seems like this time you guys are going more the route of Subject Twenty Nine Forty Three. Uh, in terms of the DLC that you bring into Remnant 2, because like, well, 
it's it, it's not a new biome, right? But it's essentially like an addition to uh, Losum, from my understanding. It it is an addition. It's so imagine playing Losum and you get I can't remember the name of the story, but you get the asylum storyline where yeah, you know, you're going through Dran and you're going through the asylum, and then you go through the 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 special door. And now you're in Fey doing some stuff in Fey. You come back after getting the heart for the Nightweaver, right? That's a whole story. Um, there's actually a lot of static overworld pieces like the asylum in itself and some other stuff. This is akin to that in that it's a, an entire story. So it's all has new, two new mini bosses, got a world boss. Uh, it's got a storyline that uh, hopefully, um, you know, Ratatasker will like. I'll keep bringing him up. <laughs> no, but I'm hoping he'll like, you know, because it's, it's one of those stories that's self-contained. Yeah. Um, it does have tie-ins to other areas, of course. Um uh, but it's like that, and we want it to feel substantial, especially when it comes to rewards. Because, yes, the experience is there for you to obtain lore and all that stuff. But a lot of people just want new guns and they want new tricks. So there's only new, yeah. there's only one one boss, right? But he has like the two. I mean, two, three, there's, four. There's 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 multiple. There's ways. one world boss, one yeah. world boss, because there's a world boss at the end. But there's also additional bosses, yeah. which we've already showed off a little bit, like Impaler. Yeah, I've been, I've been I've been avoiding I've been avoiding it because I want to go in like blind. okay, okay. So I've been kind gotcha. of like, yeah. It's definitely a different experience. I'll tell you that um, it's still remnant, but because the overworld is a bit, not a bit, a lot more static, it allows um, the quest team to do more visual storytelling within the world. Like this area is specifically important because instead of like, Oh, I glued this jungle tile onto this jungle tile. It randomly spawned. And then I put a POI that randomly can show up, you know, point of interest that can randomly show up. Now it's like, Oh, this point of interest, like the clock tower or the, you know, the clock tower in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, Oh, that's, that's there because of this. Like, and it's in relation to that. And, and there's another it, uh, area that spawns because the clock area spawns. And yeah, they're, they're all important. Yeah. They're all important. So the static overworld can also let you get your bearings. You're like, Oh, I got to get there to this place. And I'm, I'm, now I'm here looking at this cool. I know where this is going to be. When you come back the next time, it's in the same place, right? Now, all of the dungeons, completely They're still random. random all, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all of the dungeons, all of the, um, all of the normal procedurally generated stuff that we have outside of the overworld is still the same. So this, so this thing can also be rolled into the campaign. So if somebody buys the LC, they can randomly yep. get this into the campaign. Yep. So let's say yep. if I'm someone who's already finished the game and I want to jump into the DLC, can I just choose to go specifically to that biome or do I have to re-roll Losum well, until I get that one? So <laughs> if you have already completed Losum and you have an adventure mode unlocked, yeah. so you could have done any any Losum story, any of the two, then you will have what's what we're calling a one-shot adventure. So you can go to adventure and you can roll the Awakened King storyline. And okay. you could play the whole storyline with all new content. The only thing that would be not But you have to you have to get it random though, right? You have to No no no. If you go to if you go to the one shot adventure, it'll say Awakened King Adventure Mode. Oh, and it'll okay. spawn Awakened King. And it'll spawn it with all new content. And uh, the only difference is or the only thing that is not guaranteed to be new are the corpse drops rings because those are random. So like you might find a ring that would have been in the my nose is a channel. Um, you might find a ring that was in the base game, right? Anywhere in Losum that could have spawned in Asylum or the other story. Uh, 
But besides that, every other placed ring, every other uh, trinket, weapon, everything, it's all but completely this, new. This is a new feature then, the one-shot story thing? This is new? Yep. With, okay, yeah. Cause you, yeah you for DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, me and my friends sometimes are trying to roll specific biomes, and we're like, okay, re-roll it again. We didn't get it this time. Re-roll yep. it again. And re-roll. Well, just here's the, this is the thing that we've been talking about in that, so the one-shot adventure is a little bit different than selecting your story. So... The one-shot adventure, it guarantees that all the side dungeons, all the bosses, everything is new. It guarantees okay. it, but it's only one shot. Now, we've been talking about adding a feature that says, in adventure mode, you can just pick the story that you want. Because that doesn't really hurt anything. You yeah, can already do it by we're rolling. Gonna, we're so going to do it anyways. Yeah. Like that's, that's just a player thing that we're doing already. Like, I, I exactly. assure you, so we're, we're constantly We've been talking that. about it. We've been talking about that. There's, there's no reason that we can't do that. Um, and then you could just go and go, I'm going to roll Asylum. Now, that doesn't guarantee that everything in Asylum yeah. is is new because what is new? Like, they're all rat. You know what I mean? Like, like there's there's going to be a boss in this new DLC that can then spawn in your Asylum story, right? Not the world boss, but as a side yeah, boss. Yeah, like, like so. for instance, I've um, recently I got uh, one of those uh, neck pieces that was the silver scarf or whatever, silver band. Yep. It increases yep. skill yep. damage. Silver and ribbon, yeah. I, I got that in my hardcore run, but I didn't have it in my main run. So I was like, oh, I gotta, we got to get this for me on the main character. <laughs> and so it's just like me and another friend of mine just constantly regenerating <laughs> loathsomes yeah. looking for it, right? Because, you know, there's no way to guarantee it. But I, I, I think that you can't really change that. But I think that you should be able to just choose the starting point because we're going to roll that until we get what we want anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Time. I mean, there's no, yeah, because you might get it and then you're like, oh, it's my second area. Oh, it's my third area. No, I need it as my yeah. first area. We totally understand that. Um, uh, and so right now, the best you can do is just say, I'm going to do a loathsome adventure mode and then hope you get the yeah. item that you want. And, and you know, that's fine. But there's some that it will only appear in certain areas or it'll be static or whatever. Like maybe you want to fight, maybe you want to guarantee Shahala fight. I'm like, okay, well, just roll Shahala's storyline. That's the yeah. thing that we've been talking about. We don't guarantee you're going to get all of the corpse drops because that's random. We don't guarantee what side dungeons you're going to get. That's random. But at least you're on the main path that you that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is probably a fair compromise. Yeah, I, th I think that's cool. So I'm curious in terms of length, do you think that the the, the in terms of the, the length of this DLC that we're getting, is it comparable to the current one? Do you think that it's a little bit bigger? Like, what can we expect from that? Well... I would say it's bigger than a traditional story. Um, yeah, like if you were to go through and play Loathsome for the first time and you got Asylum, and let's say it took you, I don't know how many hours it would, do you know how how many hours it took you to beat one of the stories? A couple, few hours, right? Something uh, like that. I mean, it's like if you're going through casually, it'll take you yep. like one to two hours, give or take very casually if you're going like speeding through it'll be like sub one hour probably i don't know yeah, it also it, depends it really on the difficulty and and what you get along the way because you can get certain events that take longer to deal with so you know yeah it is and it depends like if you're stuck on a puzzle it depends on a lot of things yeah so we've been conservative and said three to five hours to go through it but i've had feedback from people playing like why why did you say it's this short because i've already spent eight hours these are some of the people that are already playing yeah. right now they're like i've already played it like eight hours and i'm like because somebody may not go into every nook and cranny yeah somebody that's, may that's not the go thing every, and maybe, maybe they do it in you know three hours or two and a half hours and goes you they lied to it. i'm like look we're just going to be conservative and there's more than that three to five hours worth of gameplay because there's lots of items for you to get and then the way things configure and this and that and you want and to however long alternate you, version 
however yeah, long you spend versions. on the on the puzzles and stuff like exactly, that. As well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's better for us to be conservative and just set I, expectations and say, "This is what you you get," and we believe that you're going to get more out of it because this happened in Remnant One. It also happened in Remnant Two. People play the game. They're like, "I don't get it. I played the game. I beat it in eleven hours or eight hours, and that was it. That's it." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, we did a bad job letting you know that you've." not seen half of the game like we you know in remnant one specifically it's like no you you are meant to play the game twice or three times and it's i don't know if it's a novel concept but it's definitely something that's not common where you beat you beat let's say souls bloodborne whatever you beat it you go cool i'll play it again because i like the game a lot but the experience doesn't change that much yes you can change your weapon and you can change a couple of things but it doesn't change it that much Right, even even if you decide to go all magic versus all melee, right? In our game, we're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is just a different story this time, right? You just you got a different story, you got a different boss, you got different side bosses. Sometimes you got the same boss, you get different loot, right? Um, different puzzles, and I think in the first game, we definitely did a bad job letting people know, hey, you haven't you haven't you're not even close to half the game yet. But people would finish it and say, oh. 14 hours, I didn't get, I got everything. I'm like, I there's no way you've got everything in 14 yeah, hours. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> it, it takes like 80 or 90 hours knowing what you're doing to get, because like we had the play testers, our hardcore play testers that had played the game for a year. The game came out, we told them to delete all their saves and they're like, I'm closing in on getting everything. And they know where everything is, 80 hours. It's like, it takes a while, yeah. even though that you know where everything is. So, um, but it's, that's on us. That's, yeah, you know, yeah, we just got but, specifically in the thing that the the whole point was like so you expect it to be slightly larger than the your traditional loathsome stuff that we have right now yeah a traditional loathsome story because loathsome is split into two stories yeah and we're making a third story so imagine i i i equate it i I help people understand it through rewards so in loathsome any biome but let's just say loathsome there are approximately 35 rings and there are approximately 15 to 16 amulets, okay? So what we did, so take those numbers and split them in half. So let's say 7.5 amulets now, and then, I don't know, what's the half of the other one? 17 and a half rings. There's more than that for this biome to discover, right? There's more than seven and a half necks, and there's more than, and it's spread out among the whole thing. So it is overall bigger. I, I know I'm talking about rewards here, but it is overall bigger for you to explore uh, and puzzles and, and tricks and all that stuff. Yeah, and so. figure out the, the two ways to defeat the boss and whatnot. That, yeah, that, that, yeah. That'll be interesting. And, and, in the other, and in the other secrets, right? There's always going to yeah. be some secrets that are like, okay, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. And let's talk How, to some friends. Let's go, you know. uh, is the archetype unlocking going to be secret as well, or is that going to be something uh, that it just gets unlocked? The archetype is secret but it's not a hard secret it's okay. not it's it, it, it would i would probably say besides uh Damn. summoner besides summoner i was okay. trying to think of all of the archetypes because summoner you just Sum- walk up summoner the thing, is easy because you know oh, where you it see is. the book yeah you see it besides that one it's probably the easiest to get in the game right like it's not okay. it's not hard like it's probably akin in some ways to alchemist um you don't have to get grabbed but you know how alchemist you could stumble upon it. You're like, yes. oh, I got grabbed. Oh, what's that? I killed the guy. What's that? And you got it. It's probably it's like akin to that level of difficulty, like you, the likelihood of you finding it. Just explore. But there are other things that are way hard to figure out. And that's up. So we we swapped it around this time. We don't want to be 
like not every archetype is going to be Archon. We're not going to be like, hey, by the way, if you know you have to be under a full moon on Tuesday and it has to be a year ending in the number two, you know what I'm saying? And you have yeah. to be wearing a hat to get the Archon. No, nah, this one is like, hey, the Ritualist is our, our new thing. Find it, enjoy it, have fun. And good figure, luck getting the other hard stuff. <laughs> figure out how to get that ritualist. I'm 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 curious to to jump in and try out the ritualist, but personally I, I'm I'm gonna stick to handler engineer. I think it's just it's just my jam. Handler and I think it's called bonded roughneck. That's me. Bonded I roughneck, yep, bonded <laughs> roughneck. It was fun coming up with all of those names because some of them you're like, How do you how, what is how do you combine these two names together and have it make sense, right? And we were like, well, roughneck is roughneck almost like an onomatopoeia pun where we're like roughneck, you know, but really an oil, an engineer like on an oil rig is a roughneck, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we're like, okay, well, what do we, dogs are kind of rough. They also say rough, you know, it, it was like a, it was kind of a joke, but at the same time, we're like, I don't know, it fits, just fit. Some of yeah. them fit, some of them don't. So one of the things that you guys have implemented since we last spoke, which is something that I requested a lot during that podcast, I think, was loadouts. Okay. We did it only because you requested it. Of course. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know. I mean, of course. It's, it's just like it's that Rurikon influence. I come in and I'm like, yeah, it I is. want loadouts. Yeah, so the next thing, I want kunais for my dog. Uh, kunais for my dog. <laughs> he throws, it, throws, the, throws the boomerang yeah, like, with his mouth. Throw, yeah. yeah, like Monster Hunter. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. like Rise, baby. <laughs> well, any of the Monster Hunters. No, but uh, so how hard did that end up being to, to implement? Because I remember you, you said, oh, it's there's not some, hard. Challenging, I mean, some challenging it's, stuff it's, here. The, the challenge with loadouts is time and resources, right? Yeah. Like, you, we, we don't have a big team. And so when you do a feature like that, first of all, you have to get an engineer on the case. And it's usually one of our dedicated Does he have a Vulcan turret? Who? The engineer. Oh, the engineer. No, I was like, he's, a, he's not a roughneck. This guy's a programmer engineer. He's not oh, a roughneck okay, engineer. Oh, okay, okay. No dog able. <laughs> but yeah, you have, to get one of the, you have to get one of our gameplay engineers. And we don't have like a ton of them, right? Like yeah. again, we're not we're not that huge. And a lot of the gameplay engineers are working on could be new content, it could be bugs, it could be optimization, it could be anything, right? The act of actually doing loadouts, getting them working is not hard. Overall, for, for I know I'm speaking on behalf of a programmer, yeah. but we had the loadouts for a while. But you have to remember, like that, and it was all programmer art. And it was working. But then, now once that works, we have to find the bugs with it. And we actually found a bug. There was one where it was like, um, it was like undoing your fragments or something like that. Or there was some weird bug with it. Uh, I think we got oh, fixed. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't memorizing your fragments or your relics or something. And, that, and it might have been client only or host. I can't remember. So you got to test that. But then you need UI. Then there's, is there any sound involved? Then there's a ton of testing. Uh, because we put the limit in that says you can't do it in combat. Originally, you could do it in combat. Now, think of all the problems that would cause. Jesus Where you're Christ. like, I'm going to split everything, right? So, Yeah, because like, you would, wa would want to swap mid-combat. You're like, okay, so for this phase, I'll be this thing. And then for the other phase, I'll do this thing with these, this yeah. different set of traits. And, 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 yeah. and I very specifically said, look, let's limit it to out, to out of combat only. Because I think players will understand that swapping 15 items on the press of a button in the middle of a fight is a little weird, right? Like I know, like we were even a long time ago, we were going to say you couldn't swap gear at all while you were, had aggro on you, right? So you couldn't yeah. be like in a fight and you would be like, oh, I'm going to switch to my 
enemy has less than 50% health ring and you can, but people do that and they find that as a skill. That's fine. But having a yeah. one button solution to that. I mean, but anyway, the point is it wasn't that hard. It just, it's time and resources. I remember when people started doing that in the original dark souls and it was like, holy crap. So people would, you know, they would use oh, yeah. like something to parry and then they would swap yep, yep. into a big meaty mace and two handed and, and Elden ring as well. Boom. Elden ring as yeah. well. Yep. They do absolutely. the friggin' item swaps. And I was like, bro, I can't do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's not absolutely. So, so it, it it's one of those things that we knew that we wanted from the beginning, but even just, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we still want. I don't know why my nose is itching. This is so annoying. It's it's um, it's normal. Like I get that as well. It's it's like raining outside, so it's like it's, it might be allergies or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's we know people want things like hide backpack, but you know, and that's an easy suggestion to make, right? And I and I'm not I'm not hating on anybody for suggesting that, but they go, make it so I can hide backpacks. I'm like, okay, well, where were the weapons bestowed, right? Because right now they're all they attached float. to the backpack. If you yeah. if you hide the backpack, they float. And they go, uh, okay, well, hide hide the weapons. I'm like, okay, well, we could do that, but then you, you know, that causes other you, issues. Do you, you start you know? losing immersion and whatnot, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's... Thank there's... you. I'm like giving a tissue. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so there's issues like that where... They're not big issues. They're just things you have to think about in addition to all the other things you're, you're thinking. Because about. there's not there's they're, they're good suggestions, right? There there there's we 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 know like when we made 144 rings, we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna need some loadouts up in that thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we see, totally get it. We that, totally get it's it. It's a good thing that you bring up the rings because it's the perfect segue. Because <laughs> see, since I asked loadouts last time and we got those now it's item search. <laughs> <laughs> Is it item it's not even now? it's not even item search because filter? I think that item yeah, kind of like a filter. I think it would be not too hard potentially to just do something be like offensive rings, defensive rings, rings for skill, rings for mod. You know, just have like a tab on top. It's not. It's here, here's the thing. <laughs> it's not hard to do, but it takes time. It's yeah. time and resources, right? So because remember. You have 144 rings. I already told you that we had more rings than yeah. the default uh, story. So let's say it's already over 17 or, or 20, right? Okay, so now we have about 160, 165 rings. Okay, what are the categories, right? Now, what is an offensive ring? Like, what if a ring has offense and defense? Okay, well, that'll have the tag of offensive and defensive. Okay, yeah. cool. So half of the rings in the game are offensive. So I click offensive and you're like, okay, well, you narrowed it down from 165 to 80. And you're like, I still can't see this. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to do mod. You got to do mod. You got to do mod gen. You got to do. No, 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 no. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you should do mod gen. I think it should just be like mod. Mod related. Mod related. Yeah. yeah. Anything but then, that does but, but then what about what about like every status? You got to do status, but then you go, I want to make bleed builds. I'm going to show everything that shows bleed fire whatever yeah. again this is not hard i'm just saying there's a lot of steps yeah. to do something but like, like that where do you guys like, do you guys have plans to deal with that stuff because like that's one of the, the that's one of the issues that i run into now it's one of those things that are we put on the list in terms of we know players would really like to do this i will say also and i've joked about this internally where I'm like, we gave the players too much. And this is not an offense. This is not taking yeah. offense for the players. I'm like, God dang, we, we gave them way too many tools, right? Why did we do this? And it makes it harder for us to do that, right? Because There are so many times. There are so many times I'm like, okay, because I'm, I'm constantly rethinking my build, 
right? Because yep. we're, we're preparing, me and my friends are preparing for the DLC and I'm like, okay, I want to do this and I want to prepare. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just be scrolling through the rings, ring by ring, oh, reading yeah, all. I, I tr- <laughs> trust me, I know. Like somebody suggested on Reddit the other day, they're like, open up the wiki and then just type in fire and you'll see all the fire rings. And I'm like, that's a sm- I'm going to do that, man, because I don't even know how many rings we have. <laughs> but but I, I, I will tell you, this has come up too. If you compare, and this is not sliding any game. This is just a yeah. comparison in terms of w- w- some issues that it causes. If you look up Elden Ring, I believe Elden Ring has approximately 90 artifacts or whatever they're called, them, trinkets. I can't remember what they're called, but approximately 90. About a third or a quarter of those are duplicates, meaning plus one, plus two, right? Of the same thing. So that cuts your number down to about 50, 45, 50 that you have to remember. And that's a much easier amount to remember than 144 or 160, right? Yeah. Because ours are all bespoke. We don't have plus one, plus two, nothing like that. Now, there are a couple where you could go, oh, that's just a better version of that. And that's an oversight on our part, and we'll try to fix that. But, and Elden Ring is a massive game, but, but quote-unquote only has 45 to 50 uniques, right? Now, they have crazy amounts of weapons crazy amounts of uh uh weapon arts weapons in general uh consumables they have all of those things don't get me wrong and so we laugh where we go man we should just make it so you go through a dungeon and you get a leaf you just get a magic leaf i don't know what it does but it's it's not something equipable maybe it's a crafting material right because you'll go through a game like lords you'll go through a game like elden ring souls and you'll get a slab, a guaranteed slab in that dungeon. You'll be like, it was worth going through this dungeon. But it's really just a crafting material. And that means that's one less ring they had to make. One less yeah. amulet. They, one less. But we have rings, amulets, relics, fragments, uh, guns, mods, mutators. So sometimes we just sit there and we're like, okay, we made. It's one. too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much, right? It's like too much of a good thing is, you know, it's, it's they say actually- you can never have enough, but. I'm actually curious, um, with all of these options that we have in Remnant 2, you guys have also done something wherein now we can just respec for free. Before we had yeah, to like spend 2,500 scrap yep. every time, whatever. Now it's just like, no, your your item to respec is just permanent. You just have it, and you can just use it whenever you want. Like, mm-hmm. where do you stand on like the, the philosophies of respecing in a video game and stuff like that in general? Well, clearly we're at we're at yeah, the point of exactly. yeah, we don't care. You know, what I'm saying like, well, more in depth, I would say, remnant progression system was always designed with builds in mind, right? Yeah. We there's we always wanted you to, like you said, you're looking through and trying to figure out your best build, and you you got to a point where you're like, roughneck is my favorite, right? Handler and engineer, this is my favorite. I I love this more than anything. Maybe there's an archetype that comes out down the line, or maybe there's an archetype that you find that you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm going to try this instead of engineer, or I'm going to try this instead of dog. I'm going to, whatever. We don't want it to be too painful for you to have to switch that. In fact, we want you to have access to these builds, but we also want reasons for you to use those builds as well. So, and that's something we're exploring in the future. Like, do we make a new mode where maybe somebody like yourself that likes handler engineer goes either a, I can't have this all the time. Or B, this is not the ideal way. I have a better solution. I have I found a solution for this challenge that's being kinda, put in front of I me. I kind of feel you like know, you're already there, to be honest. Because like I play that build because it's what I like the most. 
sure. but I've already been in situations where I'm like, this this ain't it. Like particularly the yeah. the Shalab boss, where where I even told you that I was doing it in mm-hmm. Apocalypse with a friend, and it's like, no, 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 I'm going dog yeah. alky, so yep. that I have yep. the the extra res, and we. And that's what we it. want. Yeah, so I I think you're already there when it comes to that. It, it was more just like. What do you think about respecking in general? Because like, there's a lot of video games where they like, for instance, uh, Lies of P. Right? They hid the respec until like you're behind the tree, deep into the game. Before it's you like can it's respec. about what halfway or a give or take. No, it, tree? it was it was more than halfway because it wasn't just a tree. I don't think. I oh, think you, you, at, at, they changed it to where it's just the tree. But before okay, that, you okay. had to go all the way to like Victor, which is the wrestler guy. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're and talking about. Only then you could respec. So it took a significantly longer okay. amount of time. And I and I always have these conversations with uh, with my chat where I'll go like, oh, I think that if a game's going to have respec, they should make it available sooner. Not not instantly out the gate, fine, whatever. But like sooner rather than later. Because there's no real reason to kind of like hold back respec from players. Well, I would say my philosophy would be I don't care when they respec. And uh, honestly, I mean, I like, like if you can get your orb from what's his name, it's not that expensive. Right. Yeah. And I think if we did it again, if we, I think if we went back and looked at the systems again, we would maybe even make it even easier than it was or than it is now. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you could just respec. Although there is, I would say there is a little bit, I don't want not pushback. What's the word? There's probably a little bit, of a desire to say, okay, well, play the game for a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit until you decide, I wish I had this, or I wish I could do this instead. I don't, we don't want you to be in the position of Remnant 1 where you had to beat the game to get your first orb, and then the then the vendor sold orbs forever. You had to beat the whole game. What that does is it creates a situation where nobody wants to spend their talent points. Yeah. Where you're like, no, I'm not going to put a talent point in anything because I don't know if I'm going to need it or not. It's the same thing that happens in Resident Evil four where it's like oh i got the i got the rocket launcher and i can one shot any boss but i'm not going to use it because i might need it and then i never use it right and it's just weird so i think the method that we did in this in in remnant 2 even retail launch before we patched it was pretty forgiving because it was only i think it was what five thousand at first to get the respect token then we moved it to 2500 yeah i I think it was five thousand yeah and now it's just as long as you own it. It's almost like having a paragon tree and you put a point into that. And it's yeah. like, now you can respect anytime you want. It's, it's kind of like that at that point. We, we don't mind. As long as you, you use your build for a little bit, right? Yeah. As long, just a little bit. So I, it's, the, the reason I'm asking is because some, sometimes, um, like one, one of the answers that I got from my chest, like, well, if you were to prepare a pro, because like um, Lords was also not easy to respect early on, if I remember correctly. No, actually, well, Lord, Lords, you had you had to get the little, you had to get the you little, you had uh, to get the the orb, but, thing or whatever. But yeah. but for whatever reason, I couldn't figure that out at the start, so I didn't know how to respec. And I remember somebody in chat telling me like, "Well, if you did a little bit of research, you wouldn't have to respec." And I was like, "I'm playing the game early. Like, what am I going to research? Well, well, am I going to look at a wiki? Is, <laughs> this no is the, this is my problem." And I say problem, it's gonna it comes off negative when you say my problem. This is also let me say challenge. I'll use some better yeah. words. This is the challenge for me playing a game like Path of Exile. It's awesome. Like the amount of builds in that game are crazy. But 
it's very hard to play the game with no information. Yeah. Now, that may sound very weird to say, like, I can't play this game without information. I can play Tetris without information. They're not the same game. I'm, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to be, Dev compares Path of Exile to Tetris, you know, and says Path sucks. No, I'm not saying that. But what, you know what I mean? I'm saying, like, there's a degree, there's degrees over time where it's like, okay, I'm playing Souls, and I know that if I put points into this, cool, I'm leveling up. Is this the right stat? I don't know, but it's not hurting me that much if I pick the wrong stat. You could you can clearly make a bad build, but I can fix it. Path, especially a while yeah. ago, was really hard. You're like, dude, if you don't play with a guide, you are severely handicapping yourself and getting those. I forgot the name of the respect little points that you could get. It's like it took a while. Now I I think they've since made it easier to get those. Right? We we didn't want to make a game that felt like you had to play with a guide. But the irony of that is there are some secrets in the game that you really have to, you know, yeah. Yeah, take your time to figure out or play with a guy. Like, I get it, but we want to make sure that you can shoot and melee and do all the things that you yeah. want to do without having to research, you know, a novel of information. Now, yeah. there's going to be people that min-max, right? There's going to be people that go on Reddit or Discord and say, oh, no, 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 I've done the math, and if you don't use this neck with this trinket and this gun, you're severely handicapping yourself. But the game can be played without perfectly min-maxing. And to be fair, so can, so can Path. But yeah. path, path, you look at that tree and you're like, if I miss one thing, I fucked up my whole bit. You know what I mean? You're like, no. So... But um, it's it's actually interesting that you bring that up because I was going to ask you about this um, immediately after, which is like the whole thing about people min-maxing the crap out of their builds. Like, where do you stand on that? Particularly, like, there's um, a specific healer build that you can make right now, where you the resonating heart. Yeah, the resonating heart. Uh, I, the the video that I first saw that build in because we we're actually trying to figure out some synergies for a healing build. They called it the root doctor. And I was like, holy crap. When we started using that, we're just like, bro, this is broken. Like, where do you stand on that? If you, if, well, I'm assuming you've seen that build. Oh, of course. I mean, we made Resonating Heart to work the way that it does. There, there was yeah. a bug where it was double dipping on the healing, where it's like you would heal. And if you had triage and you were getting 50% more heal, the initial heal would be 50%. Therefore, when you healed, you overhealed, you'd be getting 150% healing. That's fine. But then when it took that 150% overheal amount, it would add 50% to that, right? And so we're like, okay, well, that was a bug. But we we, we wanted people to do that, right, in a way. Um, there's, I don't even want to say a fine line. There's a rough line between this is super fun and I'm enjoying it and I felt like I made a build that has benefited myself or the team by using my deduction abilities of reading, you know, putting builds together or or using a guy. And then the other side of the line is, well, this trivializes everything ever. And all we really want to do is make sure things don't trivialize things too much. You know what I mean? Because I saw your bit, I saw your, we were talking about this, your hardcore run and you had the doctor and then your doctor died and you were like, <laughs> we might fail this on the last boss at the last second, right? Where it was like, heal, I can't heal. Like, it's the funny thing ever. I was, I was busting up laughing, but it's like, so it didn't, it didn't, it didn't trivialize things. It didn't make them very easy, but at that easier, easier, yeah. but it did it did give somebody a role. They were yeah. the root doctor or they were the healer. And then that means the other players on the team can be, I'm going to be the buffer. I'm going to be the damage guy. I'm going to be the, this guy, I'm going to be the reviver. Yeah. I'm going to be the totally fine with that. 
and and I and I hope people will see over time that we don't particularly like to nerf things to the ground ever. We like to make what we believe are fair changes to things. So one of the one of the big things was bright steel ring became dull steel ring, and people are like, "Oh, bright steel ring!" It, for people don't, that don't, I don't know. even know what that one does. To be okay, honest. What, what so is bright that? steel ring was it was a play on Darkwood Grain Ring from Dark Souls. Oh, okay. so Darkwood so that gave you the flip roll, right? Gave yeah. you the best roll. Now in Remnant, it was in Remnant 1. It wasn't an issue, so to speak, because armor had skills on them. And so you would have to play the armor set that you wanted to get the skill that you wanted. We since moved those to mutators, right? Excuse me. So um that meant people were very were more likely to wear heavy armor in Remnant 2. And because of that, they would wear Bright Steel Ring, which would give them the lightest roll, right? Um, the problem became that ended up being very, very strong overall. Yeah, like it was you just, 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 like, get, you just it, get too defensive because you where, don't take that much damage and you're rolling super fast. And it only costs you one ring. In Remnant 1, yeah. it was half of your ring slots, right? Or two out of one out of three trinkets. In this one, it's yeah. one out of five. And the power was just too strong. So what we did is we changed it to say it moves you down one weight threshold, right? So if you're an ultra heavy, it moves you to heavy, right? If you're in yeah. me- medium, it moves you to light. And we felt that was a fair change. And now, of course, people, uh, some people, not everybody, would be were saying, oh, they've ruined it. They nerfed it to the ground. And then like a week later, people were like, oh, no, if you, it's, if you it's have still strong broken. back, which yeah. it's, 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 it's like it's giving you, if you use strong back, which is giving you uh, 15 threshold increase, so you can take your 75, what is it? What armor is it? You can take your, I think it's 70, no, 65 armor from Challenger. It puts you into 50, and then you can wear the bright steel ring for one out of five trinket slots and put you into light. I'm like, you yeah, you, you haven't lost anything. Because like, it's, it's, it, I, I personally think that you were, you were seeing like stuff trivializing things. I think that the, the doctor build does trivialize, like for instance, Annihilation. Apocalypse, mm-hmm. we just took two doctor builds. Sure, we just took two of them, and then we had somebody else that was dealing damage, and that's it. But here's the question, though: we just Did trivialized you feel, it. I guess the question is, how many times have you fought that boss, and then? Did you not prepare for that? Right? Like, oh yeah, like I for, Oh yeah, we. But, <laughs> that, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, 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 you, you. Again, there is a line. Like, we don't want you to be like, oh, I just pressed the win button, but. If you are using your smarts, your intelligence, your 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 uh, deduction abilities with your friends, reasoning to figure out like, oh, if I put these things together, we, it's going to make it a lot easier for us. Yeah. Okay. Well. So so the the only place that I think we would adjust that would say, let's make sure the healing is at double dipping. Let's look at the duration of how how much overhealing they get, you know, and for how long. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. But we're never going to say resonating heart no longer overheal. Like, we're not going to do that, right? Yeah. Because we want resonating heart still to be good. The, one of the problems is, as somebody that does balancing, is that any negative change is often regarded as nerf to the ground. And you're like, because we adjusted armor. I put armor on a, on a better scale where it, like, ramps up gradually, but the efficiency ramps down. So, like, light armor it gives you something like 2.5 armor per weight. Per weight point and the heaviest armor gives you like 1.85 armor per weight right so it's less efficient 
But overall, it's still massive armor, right? So like people were looking at it going, oh, my Lito's Mark II, it's giving me 5% less armor at the max level. And I'm like, it's still giving you 48% armor for just wearing this. You're not, are you losing anything? Now that combined with the change to Bright Steel Ring made people think it's in there. But like a week later, people were like, uh, yeah, I think it's fine. It's I don't even well, use any of that stuff, and I've beaten the game in Apocalypse and beaten the game in Hardcore, and it's like it's whatever. well, that happened to Enigma too. The another example is Enigma. We made a patch. We say I lowered the base damage of Enigma. I adjusted the tether rate. I just and the people are like, oh my god, they nerfed it to the ground. Cut to a week later, Enigma is still the best handgun in the game, and I'm like, I know we don't nerf anything to the ground. We don't like we we're just trying to bring it closer. Like, and that's the thing. If everything on average, like as a whole, is quote-unquote fun. Let's say on average it's fun and, and, and decent. And then there are a few things that are weak that aren't useful or that are less desirable. And there are a few things that are at the top that are way too desirable. The game is balanced for that middle ground. Yeah. That's the average. So if you if you made everything, because people go, just buff, it's a PvE game. If you made everything that Yeah, but that's, amount, not, that's not fun. You have, you, you have, to, you have to, well, you have to rebalance the entire game. Yeah, and then so then you've brought everything back down again. But if I have two or three things that are up here at like a ten out of ten, everything's a five, and I don't mean five out of five of good. I just mean on average yeah. on the scale. And I bring those top things down to a seven; they're still amazing. And then I bring the few weak things up to four or five or even six in some cases. The average has generally stayed the same on average. They've stayed the same, but people see the top thing and go, "Oh, they these guys hate fun." And I'm like, "No, we don't hate fun. We're we're, we're trying to make more things I available to you." I think with the amount of builds that I've seen that are just like extremely powerful and the fact that I was able to just, I created quite a few builds that I was like, man, this feels very powerful. Like mm -hmm. um, the Merciless gun, which I initially didn't even like yeah. that much. Yeah. I made like this this build with um, the Energized Coil, whatever it's called, that does Energized AOEX. Coil, yep. Which is getting some updates soon, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, it, not, it, not made some, it made some AOE explosions and we put Twisting Wounds on Merciless so you get one bleed from the gun, one bleed from the yep. thing, plus another bleed from the dog. Yep. And it's like, it's just the the AOE is constantly popping off. And then I'm like, okay, and now Enigma, and it's more AOEs just spreading yep. all yep. over the place. It, just, it felt good. And it's not like a super powerful build, but it felt like a really effective way to play the game. And you just, I just ran into it organically. That's fine. Without, yeah. That's fine. I mean, we, we and, and I, well, this is a little bit about the DLC, but the DLC is status. Base. Yeah, 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 yeah. Status. Um, it's about pain and suffering, ritualist, and that. There's some guns that have some statuses and stuff like that. Um, and there are more trinkets that are status based. So when we make these trinkets, these items, we look at them and go, "Where? What is missing for players? Like what?" I'll what, tell you what's missing: a long gun that deals explosive damage with its base shots. Long gun. Let's see. Long gun, long explosive gun damage. damage. Explosive damage. Yeah, you don't have one. Damn, you're not. You're not. You don't like. You don't like a short handgun that has explosive. No, damage. I love it, <laughs> but I also. So good. No, I love it, but I also <laughs> want uh, a long gun because I just want explosions. You know, because I'm a, I'm a gunland man and monster good. hunter. I That's want explosions. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm trying to think though. Like, we 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 definitely keep that in mind when we're doing new guns, where we say like, because we added the spreader type weapon, like they spread fire or 
corrosion or oh yeah yeah like overload we witch, added those as fire the whatever it's called yeah yeah because yeah. we only had hell uh hellfire which fire is a mod but yeah we had and, and it's a really cool game only on epic game store but anyway unrelated <laughs> <laughs> which i've also played this year which i totally forgot about um only in beta though um or early access but we added those because we wanted people to have more access to status in their offhand or just in general and guns and then when we we were a, we were a little bit more i don't want to say reluctant but guarded in making too many statuses on primary guns you can get it on savior you can get it on merciless you can get it on how many more long guns have stat not many right yeah, if you don't have many, a mod yeah. if you don't have a mod right so the idea was that you'd have to do a mod to get that now we could here's another question what if we add or here's a question what if we added explosive rounds Right, and it just convert. It was like hot shot, but it converted all your shots to explosive. To explosive. <clears throat> that would be over twenty guns that now have explosive. That would primary be. Shots. That would be nice. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, explosive shots. I mean, oh, I actually let me get my the, notepad out. It's like the, <laughs> the the last build that I did is actually using uh, the the basic uh, shot mods. Actually, like uh, with the uh, mm, frag like overflow or whatever. Oh, it, I got frag and uh, the the shock one. I think is overflow. Yeah, I I, I was using those two. Because it's like, okay, here's what I want to do. I just want to... A friend of mine told me I wasn't aware that when you use the, the shot mods, it reloads the gun. I didn't know. Yeah. So I was just That's going a new like, feature from okay, I, I'm going to go, uh, you know, uh, Chicago typewriter. Reload. <laughs> yep. And then swap yep. to the, the... And I'll just unload two guns twice. I'll tell you something funny. In test, before we launched, they used to give you infinite reserve ammo. And the problem Ooh. is they became so powerful, right? They were like by Ooh. far the best mods because Remnant 1, they didn't do any of that. And then in test, they gave you infinite uh, reserve ammo. Um, but that kind of like reduced the design space a little bit because we, we try not to make anything do too many things at once, if that makes sense, yeah. right? Because if you make a ring that does five things, then you've just, you could have made five rings. Now... That's required in our game because we try to reward you with something tangible for doing something instead of like only a crafting material or only a whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but that causes an issue where, oh, now I need to be able to search my rings because there's 7,000 rings in the game. Uh, By the you know way, I, mean? I expect to see some skill damage rings in this next expansion. Severely lacking. <laughs> skill damage rings. They don't exist. Exactly. They did, on, they don't. No, no. Well, what mean. about what about all damage? That counts as skill damage. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, Look at this. I'm, I'm already I, using I, Bird like of a, the Destroyer. You ever see? You've become, uh, you you've see, become uh, an angel. <laughs> yeah, you ever see Pulp Fiction where you're, when he opens the case and it's like gold inside? <laughs> I'm like, let me open my let me open my checklist of all the items in the new DLC. Oh, like, <laughs> um, hold on. I know it's really bright. Um, yeah, there is a ring that gives you just pure skill damage. Good. In, uh, in yeah, I, I knew I knew it would have to be coming because there's mod damage and there's all damage, yep. but there's not skill damage. So I was like, I know from my last video that I recorded with him that he said they're looking for stuff they don't have. So there's going to yep. be a skill damage yeah. ring, 100%. Yeah, and, and there'll be stuff we missed this time too where it's like, yeah. and, and sometimes it's missed because we forgot. Sometimes it's missed because we didn't have room, right? Because we try to do, so it's kind of a loose philosophy, but it's, Add stuff where there are holes, but also don't forget to make some weird stuff. Got to have a few weird yeah, ones, you need, right? You need where weird things, yeah. There's sure. there's just weird ones. Like, like if you play something like Liza P, where they have a reduced amount of trinkets, but they're all very 
uh, impactful, like oh, yeah. in the way that they do it. You're like, okay, cool. But you, you, and this isn't a slight on Liza P. I've finished it. I got two endings with it so far. I got to go back and 100% it. Uh, you're very rarely going to get a ring, if ever, that says, like I you know, during a blood moon on a Tuesday with a year ending in the, will now cause explosions on enemies that are, and okay, that's a little bit too much, right? But we try to make a few weird ones like that, right? We have a ring coming that, uh, another exclusive, Rurikon exclusive here. Uh, we have a ring that just makes you bleed. Just makes you as a player bleed. And you're like, well, why would I want that? But I there mean, are reasons for you yeah, to want that. There's stuff. There are reasons for you to want that. But there's you already stuff go, in the game. Like and, I know. And there's probably going to be even more, I'm assuming, with DLC. Yeah. But it, all it does is it bleeds you. It does nothing else. And people, some people will look at it and they go, that's the dumbest ring ever. Why would I want that? Yeah. Why, why would I want to bleed all the time? And then you go, okay, well, there are things that say if an entity is bleeding, not an enemy, if an entity, and an entity is an enemy, Anybody. you, ally, dog, turret, anything. And then you're like, well, I count as an entity. Oh, so if an entity is bleeding, now get this. So now you're bleeding, but now it's being nullified by the heal because you say if an entity is bleeding with near you, so that's nullified. And then you have, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, yeah. but that's just a weird ring. Like a lot, of, like 99% of people will look and go, that's the dumbest. Why would they make this? And then there's 1% of 1% of people, which will, which is funny. I mean, you it's say kind 1% of 1% of 1%. It's still like 20,000 people or whatever. It's, it is. it's kind of like the, um, you guys already have a ring that's like, you take a uh, hundred or 200% more damage, but you deal 10% more damage. There's yeah. That one was, that, that. that one was okay. So that was that ring of the Admiral. It used to be higher. So when Remnant 1 came out, Admiral Baru, streamer, he uh, he was the first person that we know of to beat the game on stream starting from Nightmare, right? Starting from the hardest difficulty, which Ooh. was, it was not meant to be played on Nightmare yeah. from level one. And we have since tuned Remnant 2 down just a little bit, um, but it was brutal. It was meant to be, you have like 200, 300 trade points. And he did it. It took him a while. And I was in his stream talking to him, and I'm like, you know, if you if you complete this, I'll I'll make a ring for you, and uh, and he was joking about like I you know one of the developers, not me, but one of the developers told us it was literally impossible. It was not literally impossible. You can beat every challenge in Remnant as long as you don't get hit if you have enough ammo. Nothing is impossible, right? Yeah. Within reason. Uh, there's there's places where you do take damage, but whatever. And and so that became a meme. Literally impossible. Literally impossible. So then I made Ring of the Admiral after he did it. And the the uh, I told him if you beat this I'll make you a ring and I'll give you a I'll give you like a I'll give you a like a I, what was the joke it was something about I'll give you a two dollar coupon from CBS you right you know like <laughs> like a, like something worthless right so if you look at the lore especially in Remnant One it says a worthless trinket that looks like it's worth no more than two dollars at a at a five and dime or something like that and then it has the inscription literally impossible so we made it for him in Remnant Two we change a text to say like. This ring was made for somebody that really likes challenges or like like making life harder for themselves. And it says, uh, it's very unlikely it was actually a real admiral or something like that, right? <laughs> but it's, it's just a call out. We make community rings for people. Mm. There was Xania's Malice. There was uh, Anastasia's Inspiration. We make those for people that... Oh, yeah, know, that's the haste the ring. I remember that one. Yeah, it's the yeah. haste ring. And it's all <laughs> art themed. And she's actually German. And there's a quote inside the ring that comes from a German painter like a, nobody would ever know that unless you tell them. But that quote is attributed to a German painter. So it's like they all have these themes, right? And it, so we had Vulcan's detonator in Remnant 1 because Vulcan was was a very, very, very small creator at the time. And he uh, he just went in on Remnant. And we're like, oh, 
what a cool, cool and now, thing the, and now you have the Vulcan turret. <laughs> well, now there's a Vulcan turret, but in in the in the game it said this is sometimes spelt with a K because that's how he spelt his name. Um, but yeah, we we just try to do stuff for those people. But we also, like I said, we try to make weird things. We have the one eye Joker ring, which or or, we, or neck where you idle where you where you backdash and it puts a playing card in front of you. And if the card takes damage and you crit, it's just weird. Like, yeah, some people like it. Some people hate it. Some people go, oh, this thing is useless. Some people go, this is the funnest thing. Yeah, but so, My, it's yeah. important to have that type of flavor. It gives the game flavor, I, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and there's other ways to do stuff. Like in, in a game like Liza P, you, you can get some of your personality with your weapon that you make, your creation. So you don't have to worry about the rings quite as much, right? Or your yeah. P organs. Uh, maybe one of the best named mechanicists of all time. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. Um, uh, but uh, it's funny. Um, but um, yeah, so that's kind of what we look at. And when we're making a list of things, let's say we're going to add 10 items or 20 items or 30 items. We say, well, let's make a small percent of them fun and weird. Let's make a good percentage of them something that we're missing. Let's make another percent of those something that players haven't asked for, but they will go, Oh, I, I, I love this. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, we try to think of that kind of stuff. So, so I recently went through and I did a hardcore run, which by the okay. time this, yep. uh, by the time this airs, there'll probably already be a video of highlights of that, uh, of that <laughs> run. you've, you've already seen a, a small part I saw of it. it. I saw so the that, end. Of, well, I watched a lot of it. Yeah. So, so, it was very interesting to go through the game in hardcore. Like, um, did you guys specifically balance stuff around hardcore? Or did you just like, no, let's just add in this mode where if you play it like this, you die and it's whatever. We, we, the way we, the combat team works is if the boss designer cannot beat their boss, no hit, then it's not complete. Oh, no hit. To, you have to be able to beat your own boss because you know the boss more than anybody. Yeah. You have to be able to beat the boss without taking any damage. It's very hard in some cases. Very, very Ooh. hard. But that means that the designer of Annihilation, Maurice, he uh, can beat uh, uh, Annihilation without taking any damage, which a lot of people have done at this point, right? I don't, um, I don't like this gentleman. I, I just, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, same thing for, for you know, be it Bloat King, which has, it just throws yeah. stuff at you all the time. He, in fact, designed that boss as well. You have to be able to beat that boss without taking damage for it to be considered so, quote unquote finish. See, I'm, right? I'm sensing, then, I'm sensing a pattern here. I think that Maurice is not a dog person. Yeah. He's not a dog person. He's not. Well, the dog can take damage. The dog <laughs> can take damage. Um, but that's how it is. Right. And it may be hard, but it, that's, that's kind of the, the thing because then when we make a hardcore, we know it's literally possible for you yeah. to do it without the dog, without challenger, without, uh, Alchemist. Because the, because the developer beat We know it it's without. possible. Because yeah. because Quinn, the guy that designed the cube boss, also designed Nightweaver, also designed Custodian Eye, a couple others. He can beat all of those without taking damage. And that's also using uh, the lever action, the base lever action, and the base pistol with no mods. Like, they, they, they don't have to do it like that, but yeah. they do it like that because that's the starting equipment when you load the editor. You just get the, the, the base equipment. That's how they test the bosses at first, um, and if you if you can't do it, then it got to go back to the drawing board and clean it up a little bit. So we don't balance hardcore around it at all. We in fact just say, well, we know all of these can be beaten without taking damage, and then on the progression side, we gives you a lot. We give you a lot of tools to take more damage or to revive or to whatever. Now, 
can't help you on Cube Boss. That's when you have to learn. But that <laughs> is a boss that you can just learn. Like you can walk into Cube Boss in that four by four area or uh, two by two area, and just walk in circles for an hour if you want, and not yeah. die. Right? That's up to you though. I but mean, that we, boss is kind of designed for you to panic. We we cho- with the way that we dealt with that boss is like we just had somebody sit outside. Like yeah. I'm I'm curious where do you sit on that? Like, do you think that that's a valid strategy or because like technically speaking, you can do that on more bosses. We didn't. We you did do that f- on every boss. Yeah. yeah, you can. Our our hardcore is not like the hardest core, right? Like our hardcore is not like like we already we already we know that's possible because we made sure that if you and I are playing and you get knocked down or die, as long as I make it to the world stone, I can revive you. Yeah. We live and die together. It's a hardcore where the team lives or dies together, not individual. If you're playing Diablo, Path, whatever the other game is, and of course you're not alt, you're not alt f fouring or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you I can say I considered team, it an annihilation. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, think about it like this though: you, if we're in a team, you and I, and and we have a third person, and the two people die, you are invested in me surviving. Right, you're like you could do it. You could do it. You could bring us back to life. Yeah. In Diablo, you, you know, if you died, I'm like, well, well, he's gone. Have fun leveling back up to sixty <laughs> or fifty or whatever. And again, that's that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's just a different style of game. But our game is less overall less punishing than those. Our hardcore is less punishing. Yes, yeah. if you die solo, you die solo. Yeah, you die and there solo. was a funny exploit where you could you could actually it might still be in the game, but it's getting patched out. You could go to your dead character. And you could highlight your dead character. No, you highlight a living character. You click play and you immediately move to your dead character and it'll revive your dead character. I'm like, that's a cool, that's just funny. <laughs> we fixed it. But but like when you die, you don't lose, there's no souls. You don't lose your money. Yeah, you yeah. just lose time. You just use time, lose time and a little bit of ego. You're like, oh man, I thought I yeah, had but it's, but it's That's like about it, right? The, the hardcore run was one of the best co-op experiences I've ever had, specifically because of that aspect that you bring up where... People, it, it's just like it's the three of you, and you guys are in it together. And it, there is that that sense, like for instance, I died at the Red Prince because okay. I only ever had the and over 150 hours of of Remnant Two that I've played before the hardcore run. I only ever had the Red Prince show up for me once. Ah, uh, okay. So you, you weren't ready. So for I, had, the- I had okay. I had nothing, and so we jump into the Red Prince. And I fell down to the lower area just as the fire is happening. And I'm like, I see fire above me. And I'm like, I better stay down here. And then the fire comes in, takes me out. I was like, no. And then it's my two friends up there. They're like cursed at half health because we didn't take curse rings. They're cursed at half health. And just like, it was brutal, but it was fantastic at the same time because it creates those moments of tension that were really, really cool. Well, here's another thing though. Think about this. When you were talking about this, or that trivialized the game or trivialized our, our mode. Like you also played on, you played on survivor or do you play on veteran? We what played play on, on veteran for the hardcore run because yeah. We, so you played on veteran cause there's a reward for that. Yeah. Right? There's rewards. Um, otherwise, otherwise thing, let me be clear. Otherwise we'd have played survivor. Cause and that's fine. And here's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Like, again, our hardcore is not that punishing. Like if you play survivor and you know, the game pretty well, it's very unlikely that you're going to die. If you have any kind of semi-decent build Unless yeah. you get clipped by the Q boss or you walk off a ledge somewhere, right? Like that happens. It's if you played on Nightmare, you might not think 
that the root doctor trivializes things quite as much. If you play Apocalypse, you might not be like, okay, well, I, maybe it doesn't trivialize. No, see, but that's, there's always going to be but some that's, things. That's that, the thing. I told the root doctor thing. I it was an Apocalypse difficulty. We used it. Oh, okay, okay. Trivialized gotcha, gotcha, annihilation. Oh yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I thought you were talking <laughs> on hardcore. No, no, no. no, no. no you're right. You're right, on, you're right. On, on hardcore, we tried it. We even farmed for it too. So we like. Uh, so we did okay. everything up to annihilation, and then we're like, okay, now okay. stop, because we knew that things were going to go rough with annihilation, and so we get there, and we're like, okay, now we go farm for the the root doctor build, and we farmed, and we build him up, and <laughs> the second we get to the second phase, just walks off. He died. <laughs> It was so fun. I, I was laughing when I saw. Wait until you see the actual edited version of that. Oh man, I can't wait. So, so in that case, if if even then, you almost wiped. You guys almost died on the last. Oh box. yeah. Now, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it helped. I'm sure it helped. And the all we need to do if, on, from the balance side is look at it and go, is it truly trivializing it? Is it a bug that's causing it to double heal? Is it this and that? What's happening? Or are we kind of like? Hey, you had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, it was a blast. You, so if you so so because I again, I always reiterate, I always want to reiterate this. People think that when we nerf stuff, we, you know, you especially the steam forms, these guys hate fun. They don't like people playing how they want to play. I'm like, "No, no, no. We want you to play how you want to play. That's we just want to fix the bugs that make it to where that's the only way to play and you yeah. feel like you're 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 weak. Like there might be a person out there that loves DPS, loves weak spots, loves crit. And they look at the root doctor bill and go, I would never play that. I, I don't care. And to me, and I'm, I'm speaking for this imaginary person, for me, I feel like having the hugs build. Hunter Gunslinger is trivializing the game because I'm weak spotting and I'm so good at aim. But let's say, yeah. for example, you're not good at weak spotting and you just like explosives. You might make a build that's all explosives. And you're like, I feel like Meridian is trivializing the game. And you're like, okay, well, now you've we've trivialized the game three different ways. Like, <laughs> is it really? Or is that just how it is, right? Because yeah. if we nerf one thing, now you're like, oh, now only these other two ways are. There's a line somewhere. And we're not we're not esports. We're, you know, we're never going to, we don't have, everything doesn't have to be a perfect. If you look at our rings, 99% of our rings and trinkets and buffs are always in fives. Because they're just easy to remember. <laughs> right, five percent, ten percent, twenty. They're just easy to remember. There's a few cases where it's like, okay, we only want this to go up to twelve. We only want this to go up to whatever. But generally speaking, it's always in fives because it's just easy to remember. And yes, somebody could sit down there and do the math and go, this one is way better because this multiple of five is two percent better than this other combination of five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't care that much. We don't care that much yeah. as long as it's fun, right? It was it was definitely fun. It was it was an absolute blast. Like the the hardcore run was amazing. The apocalypse run was a bit of a struggle, but we got through that one as well. So it's painful. We, yeah. It's, <laughs> were you guys level twenty when you did it, or were you like when we did what? Or did you start from level one on apocalypse, or did you? Start oh no 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 no. We started with our characters. Like going level one on apocalypse, that'd be insane. <laughs> I mean, it is insane, but people do it because it's oh, just yeah, another it's, way to make the game harder. You know? Oh yeah, it's it's de it's definitely possible, and you can you can definitely like work towards it. But it's like I'm 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 getting too old for those types of things. <laughs> I wanted to make in Remnant One. I wanted to make another difficulty after Apocalypse called Soul Crushing, and uh, and the idea was that it was just going to be like there's a Remnant mod called Remnant uh, Hell from Hell mod, and we were gonna this is before that came out. We we're like, we should make one called either hell or soul crushing. And it's just pure pain. And to pick it, you would have to go through a pop-up that says, look, look, yeah. 
we know you like challenges. This is not going to be fun. It's going to be painful. You, you just need to say, it's not going to be fair. It's you should just it's, say, it's, yeah, not, it's not going to be fair. <laughs> it is not fair. Like we joked about this and we were like, we should do this where it's like, it's going to be pure pain. You're going to get killed by the silliest things. Do you accept? And then you're like, accept. And then another pop-up comes up. Look, I just want to be sure. Are you sure? Cause this I, is going to be, you're going to walk in and get steamrolled by a deer and die and you're going to be like this is the most bs thing i've ever played it's called soul Crest. and we're like should we, we had do that? Um, i don't know we we had one of one of our very close things that almost ended the hardcore run was actually like a super simple elite enemy from nerud one of those flies okay. that shoots out purple goop okay yeah yeah, yeah. The, it okay, just gotcha. it just instantly murdered my two friends <laughs> and I, as I was trying to figure out how do they die, I'm, I'm moving slightly away from them and healing to be safe. And then I move back in to go res them and it shoots one of those purple things at me and it kills me. And I was like, oh, man. Oh. and then in comes the, the dog, dog to save the, the, dog. <laughs> save the MVP, whole run. MVP. That was the reason I was playing handler. I was like, listen, there's going to be a time when we're all going to die and the dog's going to come in. He's going to save the day. And that was the time. The funny thing about the dog is that a lot of people look at it and say, well, it's basically useless on fly flying enemies or it's not good versus this or it's got a lot of weaknesses. And I'm like, yeah, it's but it not. still does a thing. It still does some stuff that nobody else does. And, like, and here's, yes. the, here's the thing. It's not useless yeah. because you can get for 20 seconds, 20% damage reduction or 20% damage bonus. Or, or healing for everybody. Heal. Yep. So it's like, it's yep. not useless. The thing that, you know, I, know, I, ju I, I know. just want him to be able to auto attack. He doesn't deal that much damage anyway. Well, trust me, I we joke, but early in development, I was like, could we just have a little turd on his back like McCabe made it? And he would go like this and he would go, right? Where we're like, is that too comical, right? And it, we did talk about it. We thought it would be funny. But oh, damn. I don't know. He's so good. A kunai. A little I'm dog you, A kunai. kunai. He's, got, he has, he's a ninja dog. He's he like, throws kunai. throws <laughs> kunai. <laughs> But is he a ninja dog? This is he's like a he's like a ward he's thirteen a, mutt. He's just, he, he looks like a German shepherd, basically. Yeah. We did talk about making it so the bark could apply more stagger, right? And like it could be so you could hit react enemies. Oh, that so are in he, the could, with, he could he could bark at enemies. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be cool like too. he does that now. He barks at them now, and he pulls slight a bit of aggro, and that could be a number yeah. that we tune up and tune out. We just don't want him to get mowed down by like pulling aggro on every enemy and then all of a sudden oh the dog's always dead and we're like okay well maybe we listen nothing nothing can kill my dog in apocalypse because i go into rugged he's a beast because you rugged guys but you guys man. you guys buffed him right for apocalypse you said yeah yeah I yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he, he gets a higher he amount, is yeah. he is very tanky right now he feels very good like i, yeah. I as i've even been playing him sometimes as a tank dog He's a beast. He just like stays in there, eats all the aggro, and I'm like, yep, I'll mow him down. It's great. It's funny, like when we get those initial balancing numbers, like people will play the game and then they'll say like, they clearly didn't test this on Apocalypse. The dog dies all the time. But that's not true. What happens is we test the game on Apocalypse, and these are people that can one-shot every boss, that can yeah. beat them without taking damage, that know, that know when and how to use the mechanics of the dog at the most efficient, what the build is. And that's unfair to players 
to expect them to know all that right off the jump, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, we should err on the side of caution and make the guy a little bit stronger. That that doesn't mean that people are that 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 people are bad. It just means they don't have all the info. I think, and we can't expect everybody to have the info. I think that even the you know even the way that he is right now, where I think he's super tanky in, in Apocalypse, I still think that he's fine because he doesn't deal that much damage. He doesn't deal that much damage. He's, he's more just, of like a bleed chilling. applicator, yeah. a distraction, uh, uh, and he was never meant to do a ton of damage. In fact. In early testing, he used to one-shot all scrubs. Like, he used to do, like, run up and go bite, and he would bite a guy and die. And then, so you just, <laughs> you'd try to shoot something, and the dog would kill everything. We're like, okay, that's a little strong. <laughs> and then combined with the fact that he can revive you, it was like, okay, that's then, also a little strong. And then on top of that, like, I'm stacking skill damage on top of everything. <laughs> the, you know what's funny is the, we just did a, a React, Devs React, uh, to speedrun of Remnant. And yeah. the guy did it like an hour and he picked handler first because there's two benefits. One is that his default um, uh, trait is movement speed. Yeah, right? you move faster. And then the second thing is, of course, just in case you mess up, just in, you get a free life, right? Yeah. And it was, it's only on a three-minute cooldown compared to the... It's very the good. It is excellent. It's like, I, I love handler. And, and the thing is, even recently, I actually forgot that the, the dog skill actually gives you movement speed. So sometimes oh, yeah. I would trigger the dog skill, and I was like, why, why am I moving faster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and also a thing that's really good about the handler in co-op is that if you build up your move speed, nobody else has to boom, build move speed because everybody moves the speed of the handler. Yeah. If you ever one of the perks. So you just get him up to the max, what, 150 or 200% movement speed, and then everybody just runs fast as long as they're close. Yeah, and so they can put it into it's fantastic. other I, stuff. So. I love it. I think I think guys got really great diversity. I'm super excited to see what comes of the DLC. But uh, I'm 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 gonna let you go, Ben, because like, listen, for those of you watching, we're recording this on a Sunday. Okay, I, I messaged Ben. <laughs> it is a Sunday. Like, messaged Ben uh, almost two hours ago, and I was like, "Hey, are we doing this?" And he's like, "Oh, let me get out of bed." <laughs> well, it was funny because it was funny because it was still eleven, and I wasn't like asleep. I was yeah, just yeah. reading my phone. I was reading Reddit, and I was reading Twitter. Um, just to see what people were talking about and this and that. And then I was talking to my wife, Abby. I'm like, oh, I got to get up at 930 tomorrow because I got to do a remnant call for somebody else. Right. Like and I'm like, oh, I got to get I hate getting up. And then right after I said that, you messaged me and be like, hey, what's up? We doing this? And I'm like, oh, God, I got to do this one, too. I like doing it. I like talking about remnant. But it is funny because it's like, you know, nonstop. Uh, I mean, luckily, I like remnant, so I don't yeah. mind talking about it at all. It's just sometimes you're just like. But if it was an hour later, it'd be so much better. <laughs> so mean, this one was fine. I mean, it was eleven. It wasn't. It wasn't late or anything. Yeah, or early. You didn't wake me up or anything. But okay. Yeah. Well, as long as long as long as you get guys get the information that you want, and as long as you know, people know that we, like I said, in the long run, we we are constantly looking to update Remnant and fix some of the issues, and we're not we're never trying to take away fun as much as people, you know, may think that. Even though it's a small percentage, we're always looking for ways to better the game. And feedback like from yourself, like I said, you're the sole reason we did loadouts. You can tell. Yeah, exactly. Again, exactly. No, See, guaranteed. Right? What do you guaranteed. mean? Just kidding. Don't say uh, that. <laughs> it's, it's for real. Just it kidding. Me. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and we're always looking for that stuff. So even in, in the video, for people that get this far in this video, like put stuff in the comments because we read the comments of videos of interviews that we do as well. Um, just, uh, just be, just be constructive about it. Yeah. That's all I say. So, one final thing: what is your recommendation for anybody jumping into the DLC on Tuesday? 
Uh, my recommendation would be, well, again, if you've already beaten Losum and you're just coming back and you want to experience new combat uh, content, definitely just do the one-shot adventure. Well, don't just do it, but do the one-shot adventure. See yeah. how you like it. See if you can find Ritualist. See if you can find some of the other stuff. Um, it's really cool. But then, hey, maybe start a new game with Ritualist and see how, how fun that is because there's a lot of new combinations, right? There's 11 other archetypes that can go with the Ritualist. It's a lot of combinations. Um, and then try some new builds and then give us feedback on stuff you think we might still be missing. I wish I had more shields. I wish I had more of this. I wish I had a gun that did explosions because yes. having a handgun that gun does with explosions, explosions isn't, isn't enough. It's not. We <laughs> no, always need you. more explosions. Always need more explosions. Yeah, but that's the thing. Come to our Discord. Uh, leave feedback. The only thing we ask is be constructive. Like you can, you can totally say, you know, I'm not a fan of this, but it's very helpful when you say what you might like as instead an option yeah. right because if like and we got to finish the video with a with a with a ratatasker <laughs> shout out here like like you know he's got some really good constructive criticism and he'll say oh i really like this or i you know i wish they had done things this way so props to him for that but some people will look at same something and go this is the dumbest thing ever i hate it i hate it i hate it I'm like okay well that you've given us nothing to fix You've given us nothing to even talk about. But if you say, look, man, I find this gun to be extremely weak and underpowered, especially compared to these two other options, you've already given me info that I can look at without even yeah. suggesting what, what you might like. If you just say, if I compare this against this, or this ring does what that ring does, but it's weaker. I'm like, actually, you bring up a good point. That's an oversight. Let me, let me, let me compare that, right? You could also go, hey, I wish a gun had explosive rounds in the long gun slot. That's actually just a new suggestion for content where we're like, is that something we're okay with? Cool. Instead of like the long guns suck because they don't have explosive, you know, well, even that is, has feedback. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the, the explosive long gun show up and I'll be like, yes, it was me. Maybe we'll call it, maybe we'll, maybe we'll call it shield breakers. No, no, iron breaker. We'll call it Iron Breaker. The Iron It'll Breaker. It'll be a yeah, shot of shields of Iron Breaker. The explosive long gun. <laughs> we love we love Breaker, Driver, Buster. It's a running joke. We're like, hey, we can't think of a name for this gun. Let's call it Flame Buster. Let's call it Rock Breaker. Let's call it Iron Driver. We just it's just a joke, right? So it'll be yeah, it'll be the shields up Iron Breaker. We'll call it Iron Breaker. It'll be a long gun. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Then you'll be like, I'm I'm forever in this lore. I'm forever. <laughs> yep. But anyway, Ben, oh, cool. thank you very much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed this, make sure to leave a like, subscribe, bell notification, knock on all that jazz. And if you still haven't played Remnant, you friggin' should. It's I've said it multiple times, one of the most underrated and overlooked games ca that came out this year. Appreciate it. Peace out, Talk team. To you guys soon.